Welcome to the ATG podcast. Joined by Keegan Smith, I'm Ben Patrick. I go by knees over toes guy. Keegan, you can find on Instagram as the ATG mentor. You have a YouTube as well, right? Yep, same name. The ATG mentor on YouTube. I got some cool things on my list. Keegan does as well. Um, I'm starting that 20 minute timer so that we won't take you guys too long. Uh, cool win for me. And I know some of the other coaches and Keegan uh, had their own Olympic success stories, but I got a, I got a text message from a guy with a picture of his medal saying 2,114 knee success stories, one Olympic success story. So he was losing range of motion, maybe not even going to make it to the Olympics and just one piece of the puzzle, but it helped them. But I, I got freaking chills, you know, my wife grew up in uh, figure skating. So the Olympics means everything. So she was literally, you know, teared up when she saw this. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty cool week for me, you know, on an Olympic week to get a message like that. I don't know if you had anything on the Olympics. I was, uh, yeah, I was chatting with a few people. There was a, one of the archers is actually a huge fan of, of the ATG system and wow. we're having messages back and forth. And he really wants to use, uh, the program and, and the philosophy behind it with, uh, archery, which I've learned a little bit more about, you know, what's required wow. and muscle tension and the pecs and, and different things, but he wants to really have an impact on the school system in the UK and how archery is taught. So it's, you never know who wow. you're going to influence in what way. It's, uh, it's a cool one. Wow. What, what a world. Yeah. All right. What, what do you got on your list? Well, we've uh, decided to run another summit. Like, so uh, I've had a couple of events in the past, bringing coaches together and we used to do a lot of these face to face, which is obviously a little bit more difficult at the moment. But um, we've found that we can create an amazing community vibe around live events. So we have Marcus Philly coming up as a special guest as kind of the first uh, in a series wow. of people that we're going to have on the ATG Summit. Um, so it's going to be really focused around like the coach's journey. Like Marcus Philly has had a great career as an athlete. Um, yeah. But the, the focus is going to be like the transition into coaching and, you know, a little bit more so around the business side and the change in, you know, self-identity and, you know, how you kind of look at yourself as you progress into the journey as a coach. So Marcus Philly's confirmed um, and Seema Inyang has also confirmed that he's going to be on there. Both, so both, a, those guys, both those guys are like my man crush Monday. You know, I, I basically <laughs> alternate. I alternate weeks between Marcus and Seema as my man crush Monday. That's pretty two pretty imposing uh, physiques right there to, to, to start off the, the, the event, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I, I love that. I found that it's such a big thing. Way. Yeah, go ahead. You go, go you ahead. go. Well, I was uh, just going to say just... it's a perp. Oh, <laughs> there's like a lag stuff. So. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I found it to be a massive thing just having those conversations when you're live on a call with someone and you have the opportunity to sort of trade some energies and, and ask questions and really feel what someone's about. Even through Zoom, uh, I found that you know, coaches can often get a new perspective on themselves, get some more confidence and just you know, take that, that next step. Obviously, I didn't mention, but I'm fully expecting you, you to be uh, one of our oh, yeah. main presenters there as well. So, um, yeah, really I, excited I for wait. that. I can't wait. They're pretty fast presentations though, right? Yep. Is it 10, 20? No, so there's two components, right? So one component is these guests are going to have uh, like an hour and then we're going to have also ATG student slots, which are like 15 minutes. So it's not so intimidating for oh, wow. coaches, but encouraging coaches to find their voice and present to the other coaches as well I've, You know, is a, is a big kind of participatory component to it that we've really yeah, got a lot out of in the past. And um, so, yeah, it. there's those two sides, yeah. I love it. Well, I'm going to talk for an hour straight about my arm development. 
So uh, I'm j- only talking arms. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to come up with something good. Um, I, I can't wait for that. And I love that personal connection. That, that transitions, one of the things on my list that I thought was so cool is we saw a bunch of wins from coaches this week themselves. And so you were saying the transition, you know, from being an athlete to being a coach. And it can be really tough to lose your sport or whatever and go into this coaching role. And, and coaching, I believe, has more potential to fill our hearts because we're helping others, but we still have that desire for ourselves. So I know for a bunch of us, it's pretty cool that with this style of ATG, it's not only are we training our bodies in a way that so many of us are getting the most athletic of our lives in our thirties or beyond, but there's, there's kind of like, uh, it's expected, you know, like we're, we're expecting that. So I saw a bunch of wins this past week from coaches themselves. Um, and it's like, to me, there's nothing cooler than seeing a, a win from a coach, because if a coach experiences that they're going to have that same optimism, certainty of results for every one of their clients. So I think it's like a new, it's just a new way of thinking about coaching. You know, if you fuck up, you fuck up. But what if you did get the best results of your life on yourself? What if you did get the fastest of your life or jump ties or, or whatever the best archery, whatever it is, you know, that, that your thing is. So, um, anyways, that was one of the things on my list. I thought that was pretty cool seeing wins from coaches themselves in that telegram. What, what else you got this week? So the other Olympic one that we were really excited about in the group, which was completely not uh, anyone from the group that we know of, uh, but the, the Filipino weightlifter, the first, I think it was the first gold medalist in the Philippines, was using the, the split squat, um, which everyone's just really excited about. No one's like claiming credit for it or no one knows what the story is with knee pain or any of that stuff. But to see, you know, that being part of uh, the, an Olympian's journey and kind of setting a new history. And there was, there's a few Filipino um, heritage people or people that live in the Philippines in the group. And, you know, it, it has a big ripple effect uh, when someone has that result. And it's just cool to see that a lot of what's going to happen is not, you know, it's not going to be us working with people, but it's the ideas no. proliferating. And that's what's really exciting about this too. Exactly. Exactly. The changes out there is more likely to come from other people. It's more likely to come from people doing the ATG system from coaches, you know, doing the system. And yeah, that, that one was super cool to see her doing an ATG split squat, wherever she got it from, you know, the, the idea of that stems from, you know, dating back to Olympic weightlifting in like the sixties and seventies, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a new idea, but it's sure as heck something that I, I don't know about you, but like, I never walked in a gym and just like saw people doing ATG split squats yet. Meanwhile, we're having just skyrocketing knee surgeries and all these problems and, and shortened hip flexors, which I feel like is the secret weapon of the ATG split squat. It's just lengthened hip. Like if I could only have one magic wand to not have a messed up back, it would be lengthened hip flexors. Yeah. Um, so with the in the poliquin system, you know, everybody kind of associates the split squat with the, the poliquin system. Like that was really the only place that it, it showed up. Everywhere else it was a lunge and there was like confusion with that terminology and stuff when I was, you know, forming as a strength coach. But there is a significant difference between the ATG split squat and the poliquin split squat, that version that I was taught back in 2011. Um really putting the emphasis on that, that full depth, um, not worrying about the heel coming off the ground, all those subtle variations and, and the progressions are really what make the ATG split squat is like 
a bunch of different exercises really because everything scales and it's it's really a different approach to a split squat that hadn't been seen before and making things user friendly it, it completely changes you know the experience of something so I think that it's it's a good thing um, to kind of mention that you know yes it was it was there in the split squat the, the split snatch that was back in weightlifting in the old days and and you know being able to do that on both sides and whatever the roots of that movement are um, but yeah like making things more user friendly I think is the art of what we should be searching for as coaches. Exactly. Is the, the ATG split squat fixed my mom's hips? I mean, she was honestly struggling getting in and out of the bed in her early 60s. You know, ATG split squat fixed her hips. ATG split squat saved my knees because no matter how much squatting I was doing, one knee a surgical mess, the other knee a mess of looseness. So it's like no matter how much double legged stuff I did, it was once the reverse step ups and split squats that's, you know, really got what got me out of the muck. And then the concept of, well, if that works so well, why only use it just as an accessory movement, you know, once in a while, why not actually make that a main course? So there never has been a program, uh, until you and I crafted dense, you know, that, that actually used ATG split squat as a main course. Now, because of dense, it still only takes at most, you know, 20 minutes. So even for, if someone wanted to, if someone wasn't good at, you know, Olympic weightlifting or wasn't good at jumping or wasn't, you know, like for someone who has a lot of ground to cover using that movement as a main course is like the number one common denominator I've seen between my case and, you know, any cases who have covered, you know, a ton of ground, what did we do differently, you know, and obviously we do a lot differently, but turning that into a main course and turning it into something regressive, I had to start front foot elevated with assistance to actually get the full coverage there. Uh, I can still remember experimenting with that and, you know, finally getting like full coverage on my left knee. Anyways, it was, yeah. it's pretty wild. For us, it's like, that's like, uh, you know, like people talk about screening movements and there's all those different systems of like movement screens. And in, and I, I'm, my recollection with Poliquin stuff was that the overhead squat was kind of spoken about as being like the thing to look at globally, how the body is moving. But I would say, the screening is obviously built into every, like that's what the progressions give us in the ATG system where every movement is scalable. So that becomes your screen of like, can you, can you Patrick from this height? Can you do it from that height? You know, etc. But the, I think the split squat is like an amazing diagnostic tool as well as uh, the, the training tool and probably better than the overhead squat. You know, if we were to kind of, while we're talking on that subject. That was a great point that we brought up this week, which is that, the ATG system is a screening process. So from your very first session of zero, you're quite literally going through a productive workout that is a screening process for both sides of your ankle in relation to each other, both, both knees in terms of ankle mobility, bend, hip flexors in terms of length and strength. So from your very first session of zero, your ATG workout is an ultimate ground up diagnostic test. And then as the sessions and levels and everything go on, now you're getting up to measurable, more measurable hamstring diagnostics than there's ever been much more detailed hip and glute diagnostics. Um, like for example, seated, good morning, your, your torso angle, you know, is complete Romanian deadlift where the weight is heaviest. You're at halfway point back extension. You know, the, the toughest point is at you know, full extension there. So even 
even as it goes up to the glutes and stuff, we're still talking about every session is, you know, diagnostic. I think that's, I think that's a huge point from the last week that we discussed, you know, it is not, uh, not only not having to waste time doing diagnostics also, you know, maybe someone's a little colder this day or that day, or that, you know, like, like just, just lumping someone, I, I don't like putting, uh, you know, labels on people or your quad dominant or you're like, just train and, and learn the heck out of your body and make productive training sessions. And then you won't, do you have any labels? I don't have any fucking labels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the, the whole quad dominant, uh, hip dominant, all, it's all just an example. Things. It's just an yeah, example yeah, yeah. Of, of, you know, having a, a, a label on there yep. rather than just, rather than just working your way out of any labels, you should like, no one should, you shouldn't have shortened hamstrings. You shouldn't lack ankle mobility. You shouldn't be imbalanced from side to side. You yeah. Im- improve all, improve all of it every session. And you don't really like uh, coach, some coaches are actively chasing a dominance in an area like, right. Like the, the, the West side methodology, which makes sense for West side athletes talk about posterior chain dominance. Um, and I think that's been a rough thing for a lot of athletes who've been coached by people who've had that philosophy. I've, I've been one of them at times and okay. I, you know, you just don't really know what you don't know at the, at the time, but we don't want any of that, like that idea of just no, um, no biases that, you know, no weak numbers links. without bias, you know, that's the, yeah, exactly. Like that's. Um, Truth is I would inclusion. Like Truth is inclusion, not exclusion. It's about ha- it's about being strong and mobile, on both sides of the joint, in all joints. So there isn't a system where you get strong, measurably, and mobile on both sides of the ankle, and ankle to knee, and knee to hip. You know, on all the sides. Anyways, yeah, the, the, there's you know, Mark Bell says it best. Like there's you know, there's no advantage to being weak, something like that. But there's no advantage to being tight or weak in any you know area of your body. Now, if we had a a dominance it would be dominance from the ground up because then you're you're quite literally the better your big toe the better your foot the better your ankle the better your knee the better your hip so if we had anything it would be dominance you know from the ground up and and tendon dominance so a lot of people still are not operating and understanding that like the glutes are bigger than the calves but the achilles tendons are bigger than the gluteal tendons and a tendon is stronger than muscle so if we're trying to create that longevity and that freakish athleticism we have to acknowledge the role of the tendons so the tendons are dominant from the ground up as well in terms of their size and number so so because of that ground up dominance you know would be our thing i guess yeah yeah definitely if you if you're gonna have a bias it has to be that way otherwise you know if you have dominance from the ground up and you're like a little bit light in the upper body you see athletes like that often they're beasts you see the other way around and it doesn't doesn't end well like they're always in and out yep now to be quite honest even with all of our efforts to be dominant from the ground up we probably still are dominant from the top down because of all our years of training so even in that regard it's not like we're really even trying to be out of balance from the ground up it's just there's so many miracles to be had for the body by actually putting those energies in and changing your strength from the ground up because of all our years, you know, of traditional training, even if it's ab training, how much do we do for that six pack versus the hip flexor, you know, in the actual lower abdomen area. So in almost every way we get built, you know, kind of out of proportion. And, and I think pain can be pain 
can be summarized really well when you realize that you're as vulnerable as your weakest link. So if you're doing a million push-ups and bench presses, you have a lot to gain by getting strong through a full range and by getting strong on the opposite side. So most shoulder pain would come down to inability relative to other ability that you have. So weakness behind the shoulder, weakness. So you're throwing, but now you're not as strong in external rotation. So most pains can kind of be summarized to where you're imbalanced, you know? hundred percent. And I, I want to throw it out there. Uh, I'm still, I still like the numbers, you know, as a coach, I was, I was all about the spreadsheets and I know you're talking about um, just do the thing and just keep following. I think there's going to be a tool that I think it's probably going to be in your new iteration of the app. And I know you guys are continually working on things. I play around with it in spreadsheets. I've shown you a few over the time. I think there probably are some magical ratios and numbers between the short, the middle and the long range strength in the, in the quads, in the in per muscle group and the balance between muscles. I'm excited for someone to really have a go at crunching those numbers. And I think it's going to be in your app one day that tells you like how far you are oh, yeah. in terms of standard deviations away from, you know, in, in statistical kind of like a, a red to green type thing of like, uh, from the best athletes, if you know, like all the best athletes are kind of within this range and the guys who are out here are in like super high risk. Um, I think that's going to be, that's going to be fun. And, and I know you, you kind of don't need it because you kind of already know, but the oh, numbers no, it's are going, going there. With that's yeah. that, what you're saying is exactly where technology is going. And you and yeah. I will make something really awesome for that. And it can even adjust the volume, you know, even if it's a slight thing, but then you get, you know, okay, four sets on the tibialis and three sets on the yeah. solis, and, you know, just like simple, not, we would never say, Oh, you're not going to train this area. You know what I mean? Like we would still train quality volume on the whole body, but with some slight differences and with the awareness and being able to just see a body scan, you know, that that's exactly where, uh, the technology is headed easily. You know, we've already been, we already have tons of great numbers on these things, equipment coming out to measure certain things like something as simple as the tibialis bar, stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. From your first session of zero, you're learning, you're learning yourself. And I think it's best to start that way. Cause you're learning it on a really intuitive, you know, awareness level. And then as you progress to dense, and then we can really use standards as that. So not to, not to ever go away from the process, you know, to still keep that, that, that even ratio of zero dense and standards, but every week that we do standards, to use that as kind of the week that everything's like a really cool measurement. You know what I mean? I feel like that keeps it where, cause we, we don't want to rely only, you know, on the measurement. We want that intuitive zero dense can kind of be that, like that middle ground. And then standards would be so fun every week of like calculating those numbers, you know, and it could even then go towards, you know, specific athletic endeavors. It's possible. You know what I mean? Based on sport or this or that, that we see, you know, what areas do you want based on the sport? It, it can only go up. We're both obsessive as hell. I mean, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to do next year, the year after the year after? Um, There's no end. There's no end really. Is there, you, you, you had to go like some, some members probably don't know that you had an AFL program. I think maybe a cricket one and like you, you were doing all sorts of things there at some stage. Uh, so there's, there's, there's a lot of other ideas. What's happened with zero density standards is like changing the world and it's so important, but it's not like you haven't thought about other stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I almost think that kind of for anyone, you have your background of the sport you've been playing. So by doing zero dense standards for a couple of years, I feel like that already is going to unlock so much, you know, but I'm not, I, I don't think I've ever suggested it beyond two years. You know what I mean? I, I've kind of always thought that like in two years, yeah. 
someone should be able to really make a big jump. But I think you could have zero dense and standards versions for what if you just, you know, want to run faster or what if you play basketball or this or that, it could start to break up in terms of, you know, slight differences. But again, that's all the time in the world for that. Well, I think we're out of time. My conclusion is that to give an example of why we're building from the ground up, why we're building tendon dominance. I did a pretty fun jump workout on the weekend and I've never been able to jump this high repeatedly without even wearing freaking shoes. You know, so if we compare like a, a box jump as an all out effort, very cool. I'm awesome at box jumps too, with my flexibility, like I'm elite level at box jumps, but without working on box jumps, but the amount of people who could do that box jump, who could also repeatedly elastic jump, that's going to relate a lot more to longevity. That's going to relate a lot more to the athleticism that makes hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, uh, the Michael Jordans and Cristiano Ronaldo's of the world. So I, I'm just, uh, I'm just stoked that I can do that stuff as the guy who was the least built for that kind of stuff, just from my training volume coming from the ground up and train. Like it's, it's pretty cool. I get compliments on that. It looks like I'm jumping on a trampoline or something like that makes me feel incredible as the guy who looked like I was jumping in mud. You know, my coach made me take my shoes off in front of the team to prove I didn't have lead weights in them. You know, I was ridiculed as the, the opposite of that, but you get what you put your energy on. We train from the ground up and I'll keep making more videos, but even my upper body is the strongest it's ever been. My dips, chin-ups, full range things, shoulders, shoulder pains have, have gone away. And that's just with a very small amount of time. So, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I'm psyched. I was just, just drank a scoop of pulse. I'm getting ready for my, if we have a night where Onyx is like up a lot or, you know, I didn't get sleep or this or that. I just have one, one scoop. Uh, before my session so i'm about to get a zero session i'm fired up Alyssa's been training with me i know we exceeded our 20 minutes but that was i had that on my list too is that it's so fun that i get to work out with my wife yet we get to do completely different levels of the same things so she's doing the base zero which i've done hundreds if not thousands of times i still use it before any like jump uh like if i'm gonna go train someone or you know if i was gonna play a basketball game or something I, I still do the base, but if it's just a training day and I'm trying to push myself, uh, which is where I'm at right now, anyone can see on the site and the app train exactly like me. So if you want to do exact, the exact zero flow that I'm doing Monday through Friday, every, all five days are different than, than I do. It's just, it's just, some of them are the same zero concept. Some are advanced. It's the same eight steps. It's the same eight areas. So I get to train with my wife but I get to try to do like 25 Nordics in a row today. You know what I mean? And she'll, and she'll be working on her elephant walk, you know? Yeah. I love it. It's that's so good. Yeah. It's, um, she, she heard me say that she said she's going to do Nordics too. She got, I, I shouldn't have tested her. <laughs> you got to fight up. Yeah. Oh, Tell have, me how you trained your, your mother-in-law who barely speaks the same language oh, as you. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, that was so much fun. Like, yeah, we basically, I speak a few words of Polish and she speaks a few words of English and um, I just showed her the movements and she's had an ACL injury from a skiing accident a few years ago and she's had trouble with it. It's really bothered her at different times. And, you know, she wants to keep up with her, her grandkids, like my kids. She loves the kids so much. And yeah, we trained, you know, we've been training the ATG zero system in the park 
and she just loves it. She's just fully lit up. Like she got home and straight away called her husband and told him about the training session. And then the next time uh, my father-in-law came along as, as well for the, the session. And um, we just did one set of, of each movement, you know, yeah. and just, yeah, just moved Best from one to the next. And, and it was like 10 minutes and she loved it. You know, like I didn't want to give her any soreness and you know, just building her into it. But just seeing how much hope, you know, she has for, for her, the future of her knees and, being able to keep up with the kids, being able to pick them up and that sort of stuff is just like so powerful and so much fun. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think that's one of the biggest things with the coaches like love giving this stuff to their families. And, and we had the 89 year old and the 91, 92 year old, 81, 89, 91 and 93 year olds, I think in the same week winning, like making measurable gains on zero in the past week. Yet I'm yeah. using it to jump, you know, higher than ever the same, the same eight steps. And, and you don't need, you literally need nothing to do it. And at first it, it took me a long time to realize that this concept of needing nothing to do it is actually what makes the best gain because you end up building your feet and, and you, you end up building things in a very different way. Anyways, I, I could talk about it all day, but it's, it's fun as heck that I know that I could go to anybody and give them a life-changing workout. Like you said, in, you know, 10, 20 minutes, depending on the, you know, the levels of the exercise. I never had that ability as a coach before. Like I've been a strength coach for 20 years. I wouldn't have really felt like I, I would have been like hard in my head of like, what am I going to, how am I going to train this woman? Like just used to having equipment, used to having stronger people who can do other stuff. And now it's just like, I just know exactly what to do. Like I'm a much better coach with something that seems like really elementary. It's just a super powerful you know, tool that I'm, I'm glad to have. And I'm glad that a lot of other, other coaches are, you know, experiencing yeah. that now too. It's super cool. It should be in everyone's toolbox. I think you and I share the concept that we love a heavy deadlift. We love a heavy squat. We love an Olympic lift. We love CrossFit. We love, we love all these other things. It's not like we think that this is like, like it should be done instead. It's just that this could enhance like every one of those. I was watching the gymnasts in the Olympics and I was honestly very under impressed by the male gymnasts on their landings and stuff. They, they don't have the muscles built up correctly. They're stumbling their landings. Like I'm serious, zero alone, you could change a, a men's gymnastic team on the landing. All the other stuff they're doing, obviously in the skills and stuff, but you can see them scared to bend those knees on the landings and you can see the good landings versus the bad landings. And, and you know, zero would, would change those guys' lives. Anyways, I obviously get super fired up about it, but Keegan, it's 100% fact. I didn't do body weight training whatsoever. You did and and together that's really like what created the concept of zero, you know, and we were exploring with these zero concepts in person over a year ago, then, you know, created dense together. We're both obsessed on the measurements with standards. So, uh, to, to anybody out there, you know, listening this far, that was the last week, next seven days, Keegan and I are going to, are going to keep grinding for you. Um, I'll have some cool groin updates. Um, uh, you know, even just, even just basically standing there and working on, you know, a wider groin position, you know what I mean? For 60 seconds and just holding it. Like it doesn't, I don't think it has to be complicated to create a really good groin system. And our system is our system for like, um, someone who's never trained the groin is like great, but it can be better. So we're going to refine up the groin system for you this week and, and make it better than ever. So Keegan, thanks over the next seven days. Let's come back with some awesome stuff. Drew. Sorry for making your editing almost half an hour instead of 20 minutes, but thank you, brother. Thank you. Talk soon.